So um, um, happily, do I, do I need the mic or is this okay? Or it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. I can I can just move forward another row or something, and then that'll help. Um, happily, last week. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I missed out. Apparently, I missed out. Apparently, it was okay. Was everyone here last week or sort of some? No. Yeah. Okay. Mike missed out. Yep. Yep. Part two, part two will come. So that was the story Sunday. Uh, people told stories and, and it was encouraging, apparently. Um, so that's good, right? Uh, I think, you know, Jesus, he tells a whole bunch of stories about how he... It's interesting because we, we talk quite a bit about God doing stuff or not doing stuff. And Jesus tells a lot of stories about what that might look like. Um, and they're, they're kind of interesting stories, right, that make you think. And, and uh, yeah, there's, there's the story about the yeast working its way through the loaf. And there's the story about the wheat and the, and the weeds growing up together and all that. Just a bunch of stories where God just kind of wants to speak to our expectation and, and our understanding of how does he actually do what he does. Um, we're not clueless to it. It's a mystery, but we're not clueless to it, you know. And that's encouraging. So God's actually at work. Yeah, that's a, that, and that's a big thing, right? That's actually a big thing. Because as we've said, and it will continue to say, a lot of us just carry that orphaned sense in life. Uh, we live in a post, you know, it's a post-theist culture. No one believes in God anymore. Our culture has no grid for it, right? So the, so the, so the idea that God would be either absent or non-existent is, is, is the given, right? Like this deist at best, maybe he set it up, but he certainly left. Um, but the Christian message obviously is completely counter to that. Um, but, but we live, in the, we live in, the, in, in the water that says, nah. And uh, yeah, in prayer this morning, I was, no, in, sorry, today I was just reminded of that, of that, the, the healing of the waters, right? Like where there's, you might be familiar with the story, there was this pool of Bethsaida um, in Jerusalem and uh, colonnades and some sort of pool of water. And all the people in society, just the, with the cripples, the lame, the people with leprosy or whatever, they all gathered there. You can imagine the stench of the place. And, um, and, and the idea was that at some point an angel would come down and stir that water. And if you got in fast, you got healed. But if you weren't fast enough, sucked in. Um, and that's, that's going to be a big issue if you're a cripple, right? How in the world are you going to get to that pool fast enough? And, uh, and, it, and it can feel a little bit like that with God. You know, it's like, okay, we, I've missed it. I wasn't there last Sunday, or was it? Oh, no. Um, but Jesus obviously finds that guy, finds him, heals him. Um, so that should encourage us, I think. Uh, God has a way of continuing to move and, and um, work not according to our rise and fall of expectation even. Um, I wanted to start with two stories. Uh, I'm just going to assume that clock's right, even though it's wrong. Um, that's, that's a great time. Yeah, I'll work on that one, thanks. Um, yeah, she won't, she, and she will let me know. Um, okay, so, so when I was 20 or something, I was, in, um, I was, I was living in Hong Kong, and uh, I was trying to work out, I'd, I'd had this call in my life to, to go to Kazakhstan, um, but then I was in Hong Kong, and I was loving Hong Kong, and I was loving what I was doing, and I was like, this is awesome. Um, and, and I was like, oh, God, do you really, I'd rather stay here than go back to Australia and 
do anything else really. Um, <coughs> anyway, so I went along to this conference and it was on intercession. And there, it was in this big hall and there were about 500, 600 people. Lo everyone had black hair, suffice to say. And, uh, and it was on intercession and they had some people from America speaking. And this lady comes up, first speaker, she, she, she's like, okay, so I've got some words for uh, some people here. The Lord's just given us some words for some people. Like, unreal. And uh, she's got this, she said this word and, and, and I, was, uh, I was right at the back of the hall, right? I think that's for me. You know, and, and everyone looks around at me and she looks at me. <laughs> oh, okay, and it was it was a good moment. So I kind of crawled back into my shell, right, and 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 sat through the rest of the day. But I but I came back the following day, and it starts again. And she comes up. She oh, I got some words for the people. Okay, where's that person from yesterday? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like. And anyway, so she, she calls me down and she just had this thumper of a word. Um, then God spoke to me in this pretty much an open vision during that thing and everything. I'm not going to get all the details, but it was like, well, that was a good day. I'm really glad I showed up for that one. Um, so that was, that's one story. Um, the second story, you might be aware that Sarah and I had, took a very long time to have kids. If anyone's done the infertility journey, it's a very painful journey. Uh, during those times, very times, like we would come back, we were in Kazakhstan, we'd come back from Kazakhstan and visit Northridge. Um, and, uh, and on one of those Sundays, several years into the process, this, this person comes up to us and said, you know, the Lord's really, the, the Lord's saying you'll be pregnant in six months. Well, great. Amazing. Okay. Suffice to say that six months later, we were not pregnant. And neither were we the following year or the year after. So I introduced those two stories um, as kind of reflective of that question of um, in the midst of this thing that we call the prophetic or the movement of the spirit, um, there's so much opportunity for incredible life and incredible pain. Right. And I guess there's a question there of as a, can we see, and, and certainly as a culture we're wrestling with this, can we see the expression of power without abuse? Is that possible? Can power be used without abuse? Yeah, by humans. Yeah, I'm talking about humans. That's a good, that's a good qualifier, though. So... Can power be used by humans without abuse? Well, they say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, well, that was Machiavelli, wasn't it? But we're going to listen to Paul, so. <laughs> so but that, that's kind of, the, um, that's kind of the, the context that I wanted to set up for you. And I think typically, like, within the church, and I, I was even, even speaking, uh, yeah, it's interesting how much those people carry those stories of, abusive situations within churches, right? Just the, the misuse of, the, and the manipulation of people through X, Y, and Z, right? And you probably, your people are nodding, so I'm not gonna have to go any further, but um, they're, they're, a lot of people carry that, right? And maybe that's you, maybe you carry those kind of stories. Um, 
And I think a lot of people that come out of that sort of stuff, they will be like, hey, look, just love people, okay? Can you just love people? Which is a very, very fair statement, right? It's like, could we just, could we just love people? And, um, and then there's, you know, w- within that context of, well, what about God's spirit moving and the prophetic and deliverance and all these sort of things? And no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, if we could just love each other, that would create a safe enough space for us. We can do church. We don't need that other stuff, okay? Because that other stuff, as soon as that comes in, power comes in, power corrupts. This is, no, this is not, this is not how things should be done. And so, so people swing out to just, let's just love in a normal way, whatever that looks like. We're, it's usually self-defined. So let's love the way that I want to be. But we don't need all that stuff. And I, you, can, you can understand the concern. You can understand why they're speaking. Because like, it's real, right? The abuse is real. The manipulation is real. And it's like, let's never have that happen again. So I get that. On the other hand, um, just from the stories last week, right? It's like, could any of that have happened without the presence and power of God? And the active agency of the the gifts of the spirit rhetorical i'm going to say no Um. (laughs) and i want you also to think about the guy that our main man you know jesus think about his life and his ministry pull out the signs and wonders what are you left with All right, it's been done. We all know Thomas Jefferson did it with the Bible, right? Went, you know, he, he did that? You guys know that story? Oh, okay. We, we don't all know then. Well, he did that. He was like, this is, love this guy. He's an awesome moral teacher, but yeah. That signs of wonder stuff, not helpful. We're trying to build a nation here, Jesus. You're, you're a bit embarrassing. He's the awkward uncle. So um, let's get rid of that. So he, he snipped his Bible and accordingly. So people have, people have attempted that, but fundamentally, you can't imagine really Jesus's ministry without the signs and wonders. Like it doesn't make any sense. The crowds, I mean, he might've been a cracker storyteller. He was definitely a cracker storyteller, but those sort of crowds, they're not there for the stories. They're there for the leg that don't work or the, the eyes that don't see or the, 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 son, the son that has that fit that I can't stop. They're there for things that no human power can deliver them from. That's why they're there. So it was critical to Jesus's ministry. Um, Try to imagine the church without Pentecost. The early church without Pentecost. There wouldn't be an early church. Yeah, so somehow, somehow God thinks that you can have power without abuse the demonstration and the expression of power without abuse. Um, Paul says there's a way. So we've only got one verse today, which is really simple, right? So it's from 1 Corinthians 14. Um, It says, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And there are other translations, like if, if you've got another translation there or 
anyway, in RSV or NIV. But it's like pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts. Like that's the gifts of the spirit. And, and when it says gifts of the spirit, it really means things of the spirit. So don't get hung up on that. But, and then it says, especially prophecy. So Paul's like, you know, and, and Mike did a wonderful job, you know, in terms of walking us through 1 Corinthians 13. And, and people love 1 Corinthians 13. It's like, that's it. So what Paul was saying, forget the gifts, just love. And it's like, no. It, so in 1 Corinthians 14, he brings it together. He's, he's, not, no, he's not saying, yeah, no. Just focus on love and then get rid of the gifts because that, that's where the abuse comes. It's like, no, no, no. Focus on love and and pursue the gifts and in that sense he's saying and I, I know that love is the highest thing and that gifts flow out of love but for the purposes of his argument here Paul's effectively saying not that he had airplanes in those days but he's effectively saying they're two wings of the same plane right so he's like love and the power of the Holy Spirit then the plane goes forward that's how it should be take one out Take particularly, obviously, take the love out, and it's crazy business. It's horrible, <laughs> but equally, take out the gifts, and you have something that is ultimately power—insufficiently powerful—to actually deal with your adversary. And if you've done anything in the justice space or anything around that, you will know that the only way that injustice is righted is through a greater power coming in and booting the other power out, because it's about power, justice. But that's another sermon. But um, so, so power in the in in in. It, it, demonic oppression, whatever it is, like power is the issue here. Power is the issue. And so God wants us to, to act, operate in power, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in love. In power, in love. It's possible, right? And very, very desirable as well. Because my goodness, it gets scary if, if it's devoid of love, right? But also, if there's no power, like it just gets so boring... <laughs> And, and, and just, you can get so stuck, right? So, so Paul believes there's a way forward. There, there, there are two ways. Um, so, and, and he's saying pursue both. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? I don't know what you're pursuing in life. What are you pursuing? It's interesting to think about, isn't it? What am I actually, because pursuit is like, you would know it like just within a fitness context. Like if you've got a goal, right? I think, okay, you're doing triathlons. It's like, I don't know what you're doing. You're being a bit of a nut at the moment, right? So like, so, but just like, if you set a goal for like a triathlon, like you pursue that goal and you set up a whole bunch of stuff that works you up to the capacity to, to crush that triathlon, right? And you do training today, which sets you up to do that which you cannot do today, tomorrow. Right? You do today through training to set you up to enable you to do what you cannot do tomorrow. That's how it works. And that's how we, and you know that if it's a violin, if it's, yeah, if it's, whatever it is, right, you know how that works. And, and what we call, like, we call that process pursuit. But that's how we pursue things. We set ourselves towards our goal and then we doggedly do things to get there, right? Like that's what pursuit is. And so Paul's saying, I want you to pursue love and the gifts, both those things. I want you as a community to be locked in on those two things. Not one, not the other, both. Lock in on them and pursue them. Go after them in a, in a, in a concerted effort over time, right? And I think that's what God's saying to us too. Pursue love and the gifts over time. So it's not like that was awesome. Story Sunday, 
hottest Sunday I've ever been to. I'm going to mark that in my little calendar and I'll go back and 20 years from now, I'll just go, wasn't that great? It's like, no, God's doing something, right? So he's, so he's calling us up to pursue, to pursue, to keep going in this, right? And then the obvious question is, well, how do you do that? Um, and, and so to, to keep it brief, I thought, you'd, I thought I'd tell you how not to do it. How does that sound? Yeah, so I had an example of how not to do it this week, which I've shared with Matt and Matt, actually. <laughs> so it was funny. So I was, I was thinking about this, like I was thinking about, okay, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you do this? How do you pursue the gifts of the Spirit? How do you pursue operating in that? Um, I was thinking about that and, and doing it in love, like I was just kind of, you know, rattling the sermon around and I was thinking about that. No, 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 no. Oh, love, right. Compassion. Yes. Compassion's got to be key. That's got to be key and, and being available, right? Yeah, yeah, So, okay. So I'm thinking about this. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I've got to get, oh, okay. Gosh, got to get to that, um, that midweek table group. Right, okay. So, <laughs> like walking very fast. Walking very fast with great purpose, pursuing the timeliness of the table grab. They're like, man, crap, well, I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get there. Matt's going to be waiting there. You're going to run there. I've go, got the key. you got the key. So. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm moving rapidly through our neighborhood. And uh, I look up from, I'm, look up briefly. There's this guy in front of me. And he's got, he's got a cast, like a fresh cast. You can tell it's fresh, right? And, and, he's, and he's got, he just looks He's got this mask on, but he's so sad. He's got a tear coming from his eye like this, right? Um, I'm looking at him. Compassion hits my heart. Uh, I should pray for healing. I'm going to be late. 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 And, um, and I'm going to be late one the day. That's a great story, isn't it? Story Sunday. I'm going to be late one the day. That sucks. It was one of those things, it was like, moment, moment, thinking, thinking, legs still going, legs still going, da, 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 and through the gate, and, and then, um, nah. So that's, that's a great example of how not to do this. And that's a little case study of all the, all the things that actually in our lives probably conspire to work against <laughs> actually pursuing love and power of God, right? So I was, it's pretty, pretty boring, right? I was just in a hurry, just in a hurry, self-interested, concerned. And would Matt, have, would Matt and Matt, honestly, right, if I'd been 10 minutes late, turned up, oh, guys, this guy just got to heal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, no, it's okay. We don't really mind, you know, like, what is, but somewhere in my brain, that all made sense in that moment, you know? What is that? It's not helpful, is it? But yeah, that hurriedness. So, and that, so that really forced me to reflect on my own hurriedness, my own sense of schedule, my own sense of what's important and what isn't. Just going, these are not aligned, Jesus, with you. <laughs> it needs to change. That was one thing it told me. Other thing was that that compassion that I felt, I th I, that was actually the Lord. And I felt that, and, and it was interesting, even just that, that stuff with the kids, I was like, in that song, it's like, like, that was just that strong sense of the Lord, you know, like that, and just need to pay attention to that, and not assuming that's just me, you know, or, because I don't feel, you know, you know, like, I walked past a lot of people in the day, I catch the train or whatever, but the compassion I suddenly had for that guy was like, 
That, that should have been for me a marker to pay attention, Andrew. Because <laughs> all I got, I mean, I could have just said, man, you look like you're having a hard day. Can I just pray for you? Like, that would have been awesome, right? Just as a way of just encouraging him. Like, that's, that's free and good. And, and Mike talked about that with just the, the bless. How do I bless, you know? I'm like, that's, that's, that's at least putting ourselves present into that person's life and just going, I'm here, God. We're here together. What might you want to do here, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's how not to do it. Like there's, there's probably more how nots to do is out of that story, but you can, you can think about that. Um, the how to do it, I think, I, think, I think whenever we think about safety, and safety is so important in this stuff, right? Like the, Jesus is our, is our North Star in this. Jesus was the one person who was completely able to operate in intense power of God and intense love and just brought them together and never abused, like never. And so when we're wondering about how would this, how would this work out in my life, study the life of Jesus, right? Be with him in this. He has a way of doing that. Um, so that's, and that's just kind of go do that. Like I, I, we're not going to do that right now, but, but, but you will see again, Jesus's ministry, whenever he heals and stuff, the first really almost every time, the first thing that happens is he gets this movement in his somewhere. What's that? What's the Greek word? What's the long? Yeah, splangers. Yeah, there's a Greek. There's a lovely long Greek word for it, but it, it's it's this. He he feels it very intensely in his guts, and it's this compassion really deeply in his guts, and and out of what he feels deeply in his guts, then he moves in toward the person. And brings the power of God to do whatever. He's Noah. Noah. He 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 feels it in his Noah. That's good. Yeah, he knows it in his Noah. Um, so I think for us, there's there's that opportunity to go, God. Hey, can you change my heart so that I would feel for for the people around me like you do? That's a one thing. Second thing is, is with the gifts, um, keep practicing them. Same way that, and I don't know, Katie, again, if you'd, if you'd done triathlons before, this little se- season of triathlons, but you, we've all, we're all adults, we've all learned stuff, and we've all actually worked out how to move from, I don't know anything about this, to I know a lot more about this, and it's a process, and it's a predictable process. Um, Aiden found a pogo stick in our garden uh, yesterday, which is very exciting. I think it's yours, Jeremy. And um, yeah, and, and it, was, it was funny. Like Seb was there, he just pulled out, oh, there's a pogo stick in your garden. Okay, there is. Um, we hadn't seen it, but there it was. Um, Aiden gets on it, it's like, falls off. Three, falls off, falls off. Oh, I got 12! And he did 231 before, before I left for church. Not counting. Oh, counting. Um, we, we all know that process, right? You never expect, oh, I'm just going to smash 231. And it's the same, it's, that's the grace that God invites us into with the gifts, whether it's healing, deliverance, whatever it is, prophecy or whatever. He just says, come on in and learn. We're disciples, we're learners. So one of the obstacles to us to be, if I can't do 231, then I'm not touching the pogo stick. Um, that's not helpful. The other thing is that God isn't a radio. 
he's not a radio. He's not a radio station. Like, because people, yeah, people talk about tuning into God, and I get that. That's nice, and it's a nice metaphor. But it's also, it's a spatial metaphor that implies distance and impersonality, if that's a word. It's impersonal. So God's not a radio. And some people, they'll pick up the spiritual gifts and go, I just this makes me look pretty good around here. This is what good looks like in this community. Because we're always trying to work out whatever community we're in, what does good look like, right? Good looks like being kind of spiritual. Okay, I'll get this kind of spiritual pray thing going on. How do I tune into the radio? Oh, you kind of... That is the way for power to become abusive. Because <laughs> it's... Jesus is like, his disciples, you're called to be with me and to do what I do. But it's first to be with me. So it all comes out of a place of intimacy. Worship intimacy, right? That's where often prayer for healing or whatever will come out of worship because it's a place of intimacy. And when we're walking with God, together with him like this, then power is okay to be released. When it's separated, when we're trying to do it over here and grab the God tools such that it would build up our own ego, all sorts of trouble. <laughs> all sorts of trouble. So yeah, just stick it, stick it together. Stay with Jesus. Don't separate them. That's, uh, that's, a, that's don't do that. Okay, there's lots, lots more I could say, um, but that's, that's kind of what I, I just wanted to encourage us about that. Keep going in this, right? It'll, because it's worth it, and, and, and it won't, you'll never decide to really push in on the gifts of the Spirit unless you're in a context where it's really, really rewarded by the crowd, but you're never really going to go through that walk if it's just about you, because you'll eventually get to a point where it's like, actually, I have enough. I'm fine. And it's like, it's not about you. This is for others. The reason you're pushing deeply into this is for others. Like, I don't need, I don't need to be good at praying for healing. I'm, I'm okay. But there are a lot of people hurting. And so I need to kind of push through my fear of man stuff <laughs> and my busyness and actually get into a place where God can actually change me so that I can start cooperating with what he's wanting to do. All this compassion and power that he's wanting to pour into these people's lives that I'm about you know um so yeah can i say Andrew, yeah in my experience one of the great things about being in a, an intimate community like we are is that we can encourage one another when we when anyone else you, know, you can see that someone has this gift but they don't they she doesn't know they've got it yeah that's good and yeah can, and also it's a great protection against abuse of that and same power so if we keep intimate yeah, we've got that. We've got that value in in authentic relationships, and it's a really important thing. And I, I think, yeah, I was, I was I was thinking about soccer. There's, I don't know if there are any soccer players, but you you think like how far can you bring your skills as a soccer player until you need to play in a team? Like you can only work on your skills so far, but until you play in a team, you really have got a cap on your soccer as a soccer player. Same with gifts. Like it's always in the body. It's always in the body life. So it's never something that you go away and just I'm going to go work on my spiritual gifts on my own. It's like, dude. That's like, like, yeah, you can, but as a soccer player, you play in a team. It's the same thing with church life. It's a team. Same, exactly the same thing. And the way that, yeah, and, 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 and yeah, and, and the weird stuff comes when it's like, I have no relationship with Jeremy. I'm going to go do something and then I step away and it's weird. And that is the great thing about this context. It was the context of the Corinthian church as well. They were in, meeting in homes, etc. Like, they knew each other. And that's where the gifts work well. Apart from when you're in that hall in Hong Kong and the lady has the thing, which I'll welcome, but, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, good. All right. So let's just pause for a moment.
just let that settle, and then Claire's going to come and tell us a little extra thing that she didn't mention last Sunday. Um, but just God, we, we just thank you for that you're with us now.